There he is. He's coming up the rear to talk to us today. Just getting in the studio. Actually, literally in his studio because we're on Zoom right now. Hello, Mr. Myers. How are you doing? Fine until you said I was coming up the rear. That's why I did to make you have a little laugh at that one. So. Yeah, sure, sure you did. You just know how sick my mind is. Good morning, sir. Morning. And I am sorry to the speaker audience. I got to tell you this story. He was a little perplexed when I wanted him to do Zoom. But here we are doing a Zoom meeting. How cool is that? It, it's, you know. It's, it's okay. Well, so I've been noticing you're still on the whole social distancing and the whole commentary from the farmer's no. market. And I'm wondering if that's because no. there's updates to it or what's what's been on the on the latest on that? Well, actually, what I am going to do, uh, first of all, I am crossing my legs and I guess I'm not supposed to. Um, focus. I, uh, I'm going to use Facebook for basically just for, uh, uh promoting my, my podcast and what's coming up and go, I'm going to do less and less, uh, I'll do my opinions on my show. Okay. Well, that makes sense. I mean, that's kind of what I try to do is like veer away from everybody jumping on me on social media. I don't need that either. I get where you come from with that. Well, it's, it's just, I am going to go through and, uh, and I don't even know why my wife would say, why would you do that? I am going to go through and expand all of the comments and then I'm going to copy, um, all of the really nasty ones and put them back to back and read them every night before I go to bed. No, I'm not. No, no, I would either depress you or make you motivated to keep the fight going. Right. I don't want to keep fighting. I'm a lover. Well, Not I meant the fight in honor of, you know, opening back up. I think that's a battle now that the people that don't want to walk. There's like a clash going on right now. You know, it's kind of wild, actually. Oh, well, get this. So yesterday, uh, my uh, wife has three brothers that work for Tyson's. OK, yes, I've been hearing about that. What, what's up with them? Well, um, two of the three have tested positive for the COVID. The third one, who was Laura's twin, was here yesterday. And at first I was like, hmm, because we don't know if he has it or not. And I decided maybe I am a little concerned. Well, and I that's, and then, a, that's a reasonable concern. Well, and then I uh, I decided it was time to take my my uh, it was my time of the month to take a shower, so I took a shower. And um, how do you say that nonchalantly? By the way, I just took a month my monthly shower. How do you say that so nonchalantly? It's hilarious. Well, you don't have a man period. Jeez, I thought everybody had him. Okay, so anyway, <clears throat> I'm sorry. I am so not right. So I ended up coming back downstairs and uh, my, my, uh, what do you call him? My brother-in-law, that's it, was sitting in a chair with the sunlight coming in through the west window talking and I saw massive amounts of spittle ejecting from his mouth. Okay. And I thought, hmm. There's a lot of spittle coming from his mouth. Okay. <laughs> so then I deduced that maybe the wearing of the, uh, the, the, the mask, as we call it, 
is not a bad idea. Okay, can, because I, it can is... I confess something right here to you? Yeah. I'm a huge spinner, first of all. Like, I don't know. That's just something I do. It's horrible, I know, but it's just a habit. So, what I did was, when nobody was around, I kind of, like, lifted up my mask when I was outdoors, and I spit a little bit just to get that out of me. <laughs> I found a way. I broke the rules a little bit. I mended the rules to, to make I it work. I didn't even think of that. You're a spitter. Okay, that's hilarious. So, anyway... Now, last night, and I love Ed uh, Delgado, and uh, Janelle has a, her little icon picture, whatever you call it. Her moniker, is that what you call it? Sure, yeah, her moniker. Okay. Um, she has one that shows her with a mask on. And Ed said, you know, that's great. If if you think that's helping, it's kind of like seat belts on an airplane. And I thought, you son of a, I love you, Ed, but... Maybe you don't know everything like I do and Alex does. So maybe you need to tune in and listen to us so you can learn how to be more patriotic. <laughs> I... oh, oh, my gosh. That was. <laughs> I'm just. Well, because joshing. I wrote an article about how I think right now the patriotic thing is to do wear a mask because you and I both know it could be a way to get people back to work. It got you the av availability to go see your mom. So. Right now, there's like a freeing thing with the mask that some people don't want to recognize, I guess. I just thought it was, you know, it's like if you think it if you think it helps you, then go ahead and wear one. Well, let me tell you again what I saw yesterday. Mm. The spittle coming out of his and I love Larry. He's a he's a great guy. Um, but I think those of us that think we there's just some of us maybe think we know a lot more than we really do. And maybe we come across in a way that maybe it's not quite so. Well, today's show is they'll know us by our three, our love for one another, our shove for one another, our teachers. That's a Christian hymn, by the way, they'll know us by our love. That's a very famous Christian hymn. Yeah. And uh, I love singing that in church. I miss I miss church. Like I just realized oh, I haven't been to church in like six weeks. Uh, now they'll know us. Okay. Now see. By the way, I ordered. I have forty uh, Frankie Lane songs coming, and my wife saw the order last night. She said, "What are you doing?" Well, you told me to keep my library filled with, you know, current music. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you heard, but right after I, I was off the phone I'm with you sorry. on Monday, I actually played Frankie Lane for my audience to segue to my buddy Joe Silverstein because you just inspired me to play that that day. Well, and again, this is something that maybe we should. It, I have to crank your audio up so high. Mm. I'm just telling you um, that sometimes it's kind of hard to, and I uh, don't be mad at me. Sometimes I just kind of give up. Well, I kind of wonder be... because I'm literally talking into the mic. You see me now on Zoom. I'm literally talking right into the mic. So I don't know how that gets well, lower. But what, have you, what are your actual output levels? I just raised mine to 86. I don't know if that's going to help or not. I might. I mean, I just. Well, I, yeah, I will, I will uh, definitely check. Because here's the thing. I don't want it to. Um... Right. I'm, I'm afraid that it's going to clip. So I try to keep it like between 50 and 70, I guess you'd say. Okay, and then when I when I now my my meter right now with I'm speaking on my end, etc., is uh it it hits occasional uh, peaks, clip, clip mark, and I don't hear that, so I guess you have a good mic. I don't hear the 
the peaks on your well, end, so well and i ride my i i ride my uh my uh what i call it, i ride my slider you're <laughs> sick well let me ask you uh have you done that digitally now or do you still do the old fashioned slider pushing and all that oh that's a great question i uh have a an akai APC 40 Mark II, which is actually a digital mixer. Okay. That's and cool. then I also have a, I don't know what it is, some other board um, that uses a USB output kind of sort of thing, in and out thing. I don't know, but I it's a combination. That's cool. So, I mean, I just think it would be easier by by mouse or by clicking, you know, I want this level to be up rather than literally pushing the levels up on a board because there's not much, there's a lot more focus into that than it is to really lift it on the screen, I would think anyway. Well, okay, you know, you think it, you know, you're entitled to your opinion, Alex, that's fine. Wow, jeez. Does everybody hey. have to do everything the way you want it done? No, no. I'm kidding. I love you, man. <laughs> Mike, I've got an actual question for you because I mean, really? this is this is the most offending, the most offensive thing that I saw yesterday was that they were comparing this to the Vietnam War, and oh. I just thought, how crazy is that? Nasty. And you know what? I think some folks are just. I yesterday, uh, our governor, who is coming under a lot of attack, had uh, she did a, a little news thingy. And somebody asked her a question just after she had given the answer to the very question that that person had asked. And she said, uh, didn't you hear my last response? Mm. And Laura said she just walked away. It's like, this is dumb. Are you listening, people? And that's a thing for all of us to, I think, stop and think about. And yeah, it's uh very very bizarre. So I ended up playing War Absolutely Nothing, which you might have heard last night. And, <laughs> and then awesome. and then I I kid you not, I'm watching Seinfeld at about 11 o'clock at night. And that was the first episode. They do like back-to-back Seinfeld on Pix 11. It's very cool. But the first couple the first few minutes was about how, you know, Jerry put in Elaine's head that Tolstoy's original song original title was going to be War What Is It Good For? I'm like, how weird is that? Could I just play that song earlier <laughs> in the night? What is that about? <laughs> Were you a big Seinfeld fan? Did you watch so a lot of TV back in the day? Oh, there we... No, but I need to watch more. I, I, I do have them on um, you know, Netflix. Last night was our ne- last night of Netflix. What do you mean your last night of Netflix? We 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 dropped it for uh for Disney Plus and ESPN Plus and Hulu Hulu. Yeah, I guess they're all under one umbrella now. Is that what it is? Yeah. Can I can I read something very yes, quickly? Yes, absolutely. This is from uh, uh, George Washington's Rules of Civility and Decent Behavior in Company and Conversation. Great little, great little booklet. Shake not the head, feet, or legs. Roll not the eyes. Lift not one eyebrow higher than the other. Rye not the mouth, and bedew no man's face with your spittle by approaching too near him when you speak. <laughs> and how accurate is that today? I mean, you can be arrested for spitting on someone in today's world. It's crazy, considering Corona. So, so 
I was at this uh, church many years ago, and the manager of the radio station, um, he ended up, I ended up taking his position and brought in this terrible contemporary Christian music, you know, the music that makes your loins gyrate. And he was really upset with me over something. And I was standing talking to him out in the in the main area there with whatever. And unfortunately, I have had this little tiny gap, right? And this little bit of spittle landed upon him. Oh. And, he and this was when? Yelled and accused me. This was probably, oh my goodness, probably 2004. Five-ish, maybe. Oh, so not not in today's world. That didn't. Ha- okay, I just want to make sure that didn't happen yesterday. No, but he, no, but he accused me of. Uh, oh, I'm sure I I contracted, or I was the receptacle. A lot of my brother-in-law's spittle, but he um, got very upset, and uh, this was out in front of everybody else. And he said, "You just spit on me. You." J-. I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy hated my guts. Oh. He did not like me. And yeah, of course you did it accidentally. You did it accidentally, you know, and like it just happened, I guess. So something it did, that. and but it but well, and maybe that's a good reason for me to wear a mask all the time. Yeah, I hope that requirement gets lifted soon, though. I want to see people's faces. I want to see me too. people's amazing faces. I, you know, you do realize I'm being sarcastic. Yeah, I hope so. About but... wearing a mask all the time. I I, the tone of voice got, gave it away, actually, so I, I got that. Yeah. Well, we just need to lighten up. I mean, I need to practice my pooter. I got oh, yeah, the pooter. Because I want, yeah, I want to get out in public and pass some wind. <clears throat> I actually was, as I say, I was out on Saturday, and I sometimes didn't wear the mask because there was no one around. It just felt like, why would I do that? <laughs> so are no you required around. to wear a mask? In New York, if you can properly social distance, you have to wear a mask. So you have a a government mandate that said you will wear a mask. Yep. How how scary is that when you think of it? So what happens if you don't and you're outside? So funny you say that. So I actually have my mask underneath my chin, like off my face. The NYPD came rolling (gasps) along and they didn't stop me. So I guess I guess it was like, oh, okay, I guess you know, it's like, it's a joke, actually. Can you, um, now the thing that concerns me where I live is that people, people need to make sure, I want them to see me picking up my dog's poop with a Ranger Rob poopy bag, by the way. What was that about? I, heard I am that responsible. Kind of, was that a spoof advertising? What, what exactly, or is that a real advertisement? No. That's a, oh, how dare you? How dare you? It's a real ad. I was like, is this is this a spoof? Because Mike Myers is a very funny guy, so I don't know if you you do a spoof ad or not. But uh, I was mm-hmm. like, what the heck is he advertising? Nope. And I didn't even know you had those in your show. That's pretty cool. Yeah. How well, many sponsors and, do you have? You Rob, how many sponsors? Yeah, like do you have a couple of ads that you roll in the show or not really? Um. Well, let's see. I used to do uh, poopery. I love the. I love that stuff. And uh, let's see, Elks, the Elks here in Boone, and uh, the Rose Center. But actual sponsors, I don't have any. Okay, no, because when I saw the advert, when I when I heard it, I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. 
it's it's free advertising. In fact, I'm going to really mess up our uh, our local area. I was telling my wife last night I would like to be Boone's second news source mm. next to our local AM fifteen ninety KWBG Boone. Hey, uh, do it, <laughs> do it, um, because I need another voice down there. It sounds like, judging by your Facebook reactions. Ooh. And I will have a gentleman on tomorrow, Mr. Eric Kretzinger, who is running for the Boone County Supervisor, not Story County. I listened to my show yesterday. And oh, by the way, if you ever get something going that's, that's a little more and don't, you know, um, 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 Rob Scrivener, he, he's a guy that has good talk radio and has gone through all the licensing with what Live 365 or whatever. And he has my show rebroadcast every night, seven o'clock central daylight time. That's so cool. And I just appreciate that's why I run the poopy ads. Okay. How because, is it on the national yeah, level? Are you seeing a reaction like on that tune in? Are you seeing a good reaction from that? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I need to take a sip of Gatorade. I will. I will. No, that wasn't. See, now you misconstrued my laughter. Um, I will tell you that, uh, oh, Michael, I don't know. I'm going, I'm going to attribute my listenership increase to our relationship. Really? Well, it has probably tripled at least. No, it's tripled. Yeah. From from our little interviews here. Yeah, it went from two to six. Hey, you know what? If I can draw four people to a good podcast, no, I, no, I love I'd be no, like it, I I know you're just blowing smoke. <laughs> I know, I got I got I no, got it. it. No, but it is more. I, I'm I'm being funny trying to be funny, but I'm also being very serious. Let me pull up the uh pull up Well, and that's the, the same with you here. because when we and do this live, I noticed that every oh ed's here uh i notice that every day that my numbers are shooting up because we're doing this every day and i appreciate that um oh great so so let me ask you this question and and maybe ed can respond um so ed did you hear me say that i thought it was nasty you made fun of janelle and wearing her mask and you compared it to wearing seat belts on a plane i get it but if you heard me comment about my brother-in-law being here yesterday in the sunlight from the west window, talking and spittle going everywhere, and he could very well have COVID-19 because he does work at a Tyson's here in our area. Maybe huh. they do work. Maybe the they oh, do yeah. help. Yeah, well, and you know the sad part is now I'm – the meat plants are not going to be ordered to stay open, which I find mind-boggling. If they have issues at all these plants, why are we keeping them open? I get we need meat, but right now there's just a, a risk like in North Dakota, South Dakota. All these plants have issues right now. So I don't know if it's the best move oh, to I, keep it open. I agree. And like I said, Laura's got three brothers. Two of them have tested positive for the uh, the, the Corolla virus. It's a little scary. And, and he what, could have it. My my brother-in-law that was here yesterday, and I'm 66. Mm. Uh, thank goodness I'm fairly good health. But you know what? I also heard that possibly 70%, if not more, people have already had it. 
and didn't have the nasty, uh, you know, so it's like, again, I think we're so overreacting. I don't go out because not because I'm afraid I'm going to get it or I'm going to give it. I can't handle the people's crazy behavior. It's just like, I can't be around this, this nuts. No, it's, it's a little, it brings us down because we don't want to see empty cities. We don't want to see people keep talking about how the lockdown should continue. We're not built that way. You and I are anyway. Well, I don't want to get yelled at for going down the wrong, you know, the wrong way on an aisle at a store. Isn't or that floor at, and that's is that really happening? I mean, if that's happening, that's crazy to me. Well, both Laura and I, we, we went to High V the other day to uh, decided to, <laughs> we've been spending our COVID money on uh, important things. Like we bought a whole crap load of meat, and uh, because we're freaking out, no, because we like meat. Right. And that's the big question now. If you do shut down everything, how are we going to get our meat processing? Like, we may run out of meat if we stop producing them. It's going to be not good. Well, and as we went into the store, it said something like one person per cart. And I'm like, well, we don't grab two carts anyway. Their point is you need to just go, just one of you needs to be sent to the store. And how do I put this in a very polite way? Fudge you. So you're going to, if I, you, oh, it's crazy. This is also, there's a part of me that just wants to strangle people. Then they don't have to worry about dying from COVID. You know what? In honor of you, Mr. Myers, when I come out of the break, I'm going to play a ball of confusion because this is what I'm feeling it right now. Because <laughs> it is. It's, and the most ball, confusing. Ball of confusion? Yeah. Have you never heard that? You've heard the song? No. Oh man, I'll play. I'll send you the link when it's when I'm uh, off air for a minute. But it's just, and then the other thing that's going to start happening, Michael, is here in New York we're going to see numbers continue to go down, and they will still tell us to lock in. You don't think that's going to spur a lot of people's outrage? I think it will. That's the confusing part. I, you know, I'm going to go out in public. They don't need to know I'm not wearing my charcoal. Uh, underwear insert. Okay. Because you can spread COVID by gas, by farting. And I'm just going to let everybody have it. I'm not even going to measure six feet between them. I'm just going to walk by and just crop dust everybody. I am so hate-filled. Well, it could lead to herd immunity, right? I mean, then. (laughs) Oh, herd as in I heard it or... Americans used to be not even discussing that idea because herd immunity is very uh, – it doesn't feel like an American idea. It just feels like a foreign idea, I guess. It just doesn't feel like an American ideal to get everybody sick and then herd immunity. That's not an American ideal. <laughs> oh, I get it. Okay, so that brings up something else. Remember back in the day, maybe you don't, where one of the things we wanted to do, it was a good thing to – Okay, my kids need to get exposed to whatever so they can go through chicken pox or whichever one it was. And that's just something that, you know, hey, my <clears throat> my kid's going to be home for a week or whatever because they have the measles or chicken pox or whatever. I mean, is that kind of sort of... Well, no, and then you see... But then at the same time, it's like they should get their kids vaccinated. That's kind of how I also feel about it. I don't know how you feel about the vaccinations, but... I've always thought that was helpful too. 
Oh, as I'm, th- yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about maybe we should have all of our teenage daughters vaccinated so they can't get pregnant. But that's oh, that's weird. I'm sorry, that's just weird. I have a beautiful new granddaughter, by the way. Congratulate. So, when was she born? Uh, wow, that's a story in itself. October fourth, and right across the hallway, a very good friend of mine who I just had contact with this morning, who I'm looking forward to hugging. Um, mm-hmm. They were. She was in a room with her husband, and they had. She didn't get this. She didn't realize she was pregnant. The baby was born dead. Oh. So you have this screaming and yelling going from, you know, the other side of the hallway, and here my my daughter is giving birth to just a a very healthy little girl and life sucks sometimes it life is risky how did you play a role in that day for them the the ones that had the stillborn tragedy and then your daughter having the how did you balance that out how did you help them both out well what's interesting is at first i didn't know it and then um when i found out uh well i did share with my my daughter josie that you need to just be really really thankful because this is what happened. Because Josie was the one that told me that she heard the screaming from across the hallway. And the other gal, before I realized what had happened, um, she had sent me, she actually, get this, she actually sent me a picture of their cute little stillborn baby. And she held that baby. It was heavy, man. That is heavy. Choked up by it, but she is... This gal is a very strong gal. Uh, she's she's just a neat she's just a neat lady. And has she uh, had kids since then, or how is that? No, she. I think she might have possibly been. She has two. She has a daughter and a son. We had them over for supper. Um, they tasted like chicken. I am so sick. Oh my gosh, I'm sick. I don't even know where your mind was on that one, friend. I don't even want to know where your mind was. In the Old Testament, they ate their kids. They ate their young, yeah. Well, that's... I'm sorry. That's just all over the place. Well, and that actually is what... um, I think it's it's part of what drives the pro-life movement because they know that it's not biblical to eat your young or kill them in the womb. Like, that's a big argument. And and, um, that's... That probably is why pro-life movement is driven because not only want more life, we want life, but the Bible says don't eat your young type of thing. It's kind of like a no-brainer, isn't it? It's like you got to be told not to eat your young. Or, I mean, when they're born, some parents are not ready for that either, and that's the worst part. Is like when they're born, they're just like, they can't handle it. But I say if you can't handle it, put the kid up for adoption. That's Don't kill the kid. So, So my sweet little daughter Josie said you know um if you don't want to get pregnant <laughs> then don't let him put his penis in your vagina she posted that on Facebook <laughs> common sense everybody I mean that's a dose of what we need right now so well and a lot of us are lacking common sense I mean you know so anyway hey Michael what is on the show today you talk about uh, your board supervisor candidate tomorrow who's on today uh, just myself, me, myself, I, and God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Amen It'll be a full room. Oh, so, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's like if you could start doing voices of all your personalities, I think that would make the show even more fun, I, I, funnier, I, I and don't, fun. I don't think so. 
because uh, you do have multiple different outtakes from different places in the brain. It's it's, and then you make it all come together. Well, but sometimes it 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 maybe doesn't. And then like when I was talking about the wife cleaning up my side of the bedroom and possibly finding my National Geographic with a naked pygmy women and scratch and sniff her underwear. That's just wrong. <laughs> All right. Well, there, there you have it. And I know that you're going to jump on to Radio Hope at 9 a.m. Eastern. And we'll, we'll be glad to have you and listen in there. Yeah. Alex, are you sorry that you had me on today? No. I'm never sure? sorry when I have you on because I don't know what direction we're going, but it just works out the way it's supposed to. Ball of confusion. I'm going to pull that up right now. And I had no idea National Geographic posted nude photos of women. That's interesting. Yeah, they, well, back in the day, that's, that was our, you know, that was our pornography as kids. Until Hugh Hefner came <laughs> along, then that changed. And that hustler dude. Well, who was, uh, Flynn, is that who that was? Hey, uh, how long have you been uh, looking at him? <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel like I was just Zoom bombed by my own guest. <laughs> Oh, we're on Zoom. That's we right. are on Zoom. Hi, I forgot my picture is there. It's funny because I, 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 you're like right next to me, so I forget we're on Zoom. So that was a funny comment, actually. I didn't. Well, I hope good pickup on Ed that. still loves me. I love Ed. Ed is a. Ed's hot. Ed's the man. He is. And I love you know I got to do more of what he does, which is like the background music when he talks. I need that because I think my voice is kind of dry without the music. What? No, 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 no. You are you. You just you don't need any window dressing. I get what you did there. No, I guess I don't. But I heard it. You know, I forgot to fade down my YouTube yesterday, and I heard it on loop in the background. I'm like, oh, that's a little bit keeping attention when you got the music in the background. But you mean the basic talk over music. Well, the ba- the basic, uh, so I had played War, you know, what is it good for? Then the loop just kept going, and I forgot to totally mo- mute oh. my cable. <laughs> okay. Did you call me a mute? Well, you're nothing but a, you're nothing, uh, you're farthest <laughs> from the mute, you know? No, okay. I'm done trying to reach. <clears throat> I want to well, reach the unreached. And this is why I do this podcast. So I don't know if you've seen, but. I was a mute, like I could not cry for the first few months because I had tubes down my throat and everything like that. Oh, Alex, you have... In the NICU. And I know we've talked about this before, and you don't want people to feel sorry for you, but you have a story. You still have a, you have a zest and a zeal for life that a lot of people don't, that don't have... Any, I don't even like to word use the word, you know. I'm considered disabled because I have a mental illness. I think it's a gift, maybe. Well, it helps you produce good podcasts, and it is a gift. Well, I don't know how good it is, though. I mean, you know, it's all over the place. Like you said, chaos. It's like, is it? Is it? I was listening yesterday, and it's like, Mike, maybe you should just not do this, and then it's, it's, it's a release. It's natural. <clears throat> Reminds me of a song. Can I ask you something with the county supervisor that I'm very curious? Um, I was watching Lonesome Roads, this whole movie with Andy Griffith. It was kind of a wild movie about this guy facing the crowd. Anyway, oh. they 
the movie consider you know like the town supervisor a dog catcher what the heck is that about like why do they call these people dog catchers in the lower towns lonesome what lonesome rose you've got to check him out he's um he was andy griffiths played this radio jock really who then turned political and then other stuff it was uh quite interesting to watch I I'm glad you brought that up because when I talked to Eric yesterday, I was afraid that maybe it might not be expedient for him to be on a podcast with me after I did what I did on Facebook and what did I do? It's not that big of a deal. But um, and he said, oh, no, 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 no. I think what she's I think the governor reopening things is what she needs to be doing. And we didn't have this massive, you know, shelter in place law come down. But it's it's kind of like Trump, no matter, like people have said, if he came up with a cure for cancer, they'd still say, well, you didn't do it soon enough. What's wrong with you? It's like, people, shut up. I don't think I sent you the link because I didn't even post it because I didn't want any outcry. But um, oh. Obama had cut the funding for all these studies of risky viruses and all this stuff back in 2014. And, oh. and there's a twofold. I think he was right to cancel. I think knowing that this thing could escape from a lab, um, to me means we should stop all testing. We should stop taking the risk that these experiments are going to actually go global because it has. There's no doubt that we spent all this money into funding scientists to keep busy in their labs, and look what's happened now. It's uh, Yeah, it's a global mess. And I love <clears throat> science, but I think we can do a different way than just testing everything in, in the, under the sun. That's not going to help because something will escape and it's escaped. And was it on purpose? That's the next investigation. Trump's investigating that, so we'll have to see. But, Mike, yeah. the point that you say about Trump you know, getting the brunt of this, it's a whole collective thing. And by the way, if he had cut funding to all this testing, do you know how much outcry there would be about that? Like, oh, why is he cutting all this testing funding? Obama could do it with ease, and he probably did the right move, so why can't Trump right now with all this pandemic going on say hey all funding for this needs to stop again we have to put a moratorium until we get all this figured out well i think i think one of the things that i'm learning i haven't learned it yet i'm learning that there just comes a point where you 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 can't and i hate to put it this way but i think it makes sense you can't fix stupid i don't want to say that people are stupid but people have ears that they they can't hear they have eyes and they can't see and this pastor friend of mine shared this the other day. He said, Mike, instead of beating your head against the wall mm. with these people that don't get it, they just don't get it. They don't mm. get it. And mm-hmm. if they don't get it, they don't get it. Say that last Mike, part again. Oh my the, gosh, the, they have ears, you. but they don't, I don't, they, don't, get, they don't listen with their ears yeah. and then God see says, with their eyes. God says, Right. I mean, there was one Saturday morning, and I'll never forget it. Ed was, I was doing a show, and Ed was outside, and he was looking at the, you know, he said, obviously, God exists. Look at this incredible creation, and it's here for us to enjoy. And and so that alone, hopefully, gives people a little hope that, I, I don't know, there's just, there's too much to be hope-filled about. Now, another thing, and I think maybe Ed's still listening, and one of the, his last post was, smile, you'll fake the fear or something like that. And I read that and I'm going, wow, fake it till you make it. No, 
for me just now yesterday was the first time where I kind of I, I looked at Laura when she said her brother was coming over who might have COVID. But how many people have I been around that have COVID that I didn't even know it? Maybe I had it. And you were in the and hospital. I, I mean, you were at the hospital visiting your mom. Who knows what was in there? Well, and I, thank you for putting thank you for saying that, because I felt a little fear yesterday. And then as I sat down at the table with him and again, seeing this spittle fly and had he, Laura actually made him a mask at, at work. They have to wear these, they, they have to wear the, well, you know, does it help the individual? Does it keep spittle down? So maybe as many people don't get spittled upon. And then there's radicals like you that pull your mask down and then spit. Wow. No, not in front of people. Let's get that straight. But uh, oh, heaven, heaven forbid! No, you don't want to spit in front of anybody. No. <laughs> but <coughs> excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> we literally had to clear our throats at the same time. That was weird. Anyway, um, Michael, I just uh, I feel bad that your brother-in-law did that. I don't know how he didn't have a mask on. And this was during dinner, right? No, 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 no. But you see, therein lies the problem. For him to live in this constant fear that he is going to give me some kind of disease. My aunt, I had one aunt that was a germaphobe. She would not venture outside for nothing. Okay. And she was so overly protective that I think it might've been quote, a common cold that finally took her down. Mm. I think we can be just way over the top. We we're, we need to be, oh, look, I'm going to start exposing myself more in public. To be immune to it, you think? No, it's a weird sex thing. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that coming, but I should have. My no, way. you shouldn't have. Oh, Lord, help me. <laughs> uh, well, so you get me up at eight in the morning just, you know, so we could talk and then... I go through this, but I love you anyway. So we, we make it so, work, right? <laughs> so here I get on uh, uh, Bob Huber's case about stuff like that. And you just said, and this is how messed up my mind is. And I don't, I don't know if people are actually listening to this right now. But you said that I, oh, never mind. My head, I, I, I twist things like crazy. Oh, just like CNN. I mean, you're, you're a perfect pair then. Yeah, well, you said here. Here, I get you up in the morning. You wake me up somehow just by knowing that I'm going to oh. do this with you. You wake me up, so thank you for but that. But that's not. But that's not what I heard you say. I know it's not, but that you're you're twisting. Words. I know, I know, and I'm sick and I'm twisted. That's I know I am. You're a ball of confusion. <laughs> Well, and I'm get, I, I'm I'm good with that. In fact, one of my songs this morning is going to be called. Uh, uh, it's not going to be called. It is called uh, uh, "Out of My Mind." There it is, right there. Out of my mind. I am out of my mind, and and I don't know if it's okay or not because I. Well, you know what? It's who I am. You're going to be it's the next I, star of network. We can't take I it anymore. So I, I need the, uh... to back off on my buddy Bob. Well, what'd you do? What happened to him? Well, what what happened? Well, I don't want to go into any detail right now. I just hope that we're we're good to go once again. But I realize how hypocritical I can be, mm. and it's kind of it, it, it. Maybe it's a little bit of that 
you know, holier than thou. And I don't even realize that I've got it going on. Yesterday, I was talking to somebody and I was just flat out blunt. I just finally said, you know what? You may not re realize this and you may not like me telling you this, but you have a bit of uh, racism in you. You think mm. you kind of pigeonhole all black people, which really ticks me off. Now, the person you said this to, was he a conservative or she a conservative or a liberal? Who was, what, what party were they? Uh, well, she was my wife. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. So so what, did that cause a fight in the house or did she get what you were saying? <laughs> did it? Did it cause did it cause a fight in the house? I don't yeah, I got a little tense. <laughs> but I also told her that I said, you know what? I'm I have to admit I'm guilty. Of the same thing at times. So here I am. I'm not trying to make nicey-nicey with her because I was, you know, lonely. But um, not everybody. It's it's like this Muslim friend of mine, mm. Sonia. You know, uh, she told me, she said, I'm not a suicide bomb. And I don't think she is. But we tend to. And I listen to this guy, uh, uh, our big, fat, soft underbelly, John, um, does a fantastic show. But when. I, I think of aren't the, the ones that flew planes into the tower, which I think really happened. It's Sonia. Mm. It's a, and you see that for the community, too. I mean, it's not just to minorities. It's to disabled. It's to. And that's why I love the comment, the quote, smash the stigma. That's kind of what I put up out there. We have hmm. to smash the stigma because if we don't, then we'll let people keep believing that we can't get out of the house, that we're housebound, that we're. You know, and not many people do think that, but you know, there are people out there that wonder why or how it could be that someone's rolling around on one leg. That's just the honest truth. And so that's why I kind of love going out to just say, hey, we're smashing stigmas, every one of us in that community. Oh my gosh. I was asked, yeah, this is right. I heard every word you said. I was asked to uh, march in the uh, Puffer Billy parade that we had a couple of years ago for the Rose okay. Center. Okay. And um, it, it's a thing that we do here in Boone. It's uh, anyway. So here I am all dressed up as just a crazy guy. And then, and I'm acting nuts. I mean, okay. I'm just, so I'm yelling at somebody and I said, Hey, give me a call sometime. 911. Oh, Jesus. Uh, it, I, oh, Jesus isn't what I said, but I realized after I'd said, it's like, maybe that's not that funny. Mm -mm. Um, but, um, actually, I, I, I don't know. I forget the number for nine one one. So I, there's, I don't know. I just don't fit. Which and is it's okay. okay to not fit. It's okay not to fit. Um, because we all have our what, thing going on. So it's okay not to fit, and we all have our thing. Okay, well, you have a great day. <laughs> you too, Michael. <laughs> hey, you know, I really love these segments. They're just they make oh. me smile in the morning, and they just get. Me going, and I hope they get you going too, because this is a good connection we got here. But do you think I'm possibly a bad influence? No, I mean I'm not going to spin anybody's face after listening to this, so that's a good thing. <laughs> okay, if that's what you gleaned from all of this, then uh, that's that's great. <laughs> oh no, you teach me a lot, and and um, you got a Myerism for us. What what is our your Myersism for us? Um. 
Let's see. Uh, for today, hmm. sure. I. It's not a Meyerism, but they'll know us by the T-shirts that we wear, and by the way we turn around and stare. It's a song by Derek Webb, who <clears throat> is quite a guy. I'll have to play that one. You've got me into this whole new music click, and I've got to listen back to every podcast and start listening to what songs you recommend. So. Oh, I don't know that. You know, I could. There are a couple of tunes that. Uh, another one is um, the pastor. Pastor stopped by. That's a I song? have a real, yeah, by uh, Matt and Toby, who are, they have a they have a podcast uh, called One Bad Christian. Okay. Oh, check them out and see what you think. We don't have to. I don't want to tell you. I don't want to tell you not to be fear filled. I don't want to tell you to be fearful. I don't want to tell you. You know what? I don't want to tell you anything. <laughs> okay, so don't tell me anything then. I love you, man. Love you too. Have a great show, and they'll be tuning in Radio Hope, 9 a.m. Eastern Wait time. Wait a minute. Yes. I don't know how to hang up. Oh, leave I'll end meeting. the meeting here. I'll, I'll end the meeting. So. Oh, yeah. You have the power. Great. And thank Go you ahead. for not hey. sharing your screen, because I don't know what's on that screen right now. So thank you for not doing Oh, I didn't know that I... Where's the share screen? It's in the middle of the green button, share screen with the up arrow. Oh, oh that button. Oh, push my buttons. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to share it then. I've never used Zoom before. I've just been Zoomed by you. You right. have. Come on and Zoom is what the show used to say. Anyway, I All will right. see you tomorrow. and do the, well, This is a great setup, so let's do this tomorrow too. Okay, and I'll know what to do this time. And I'll send an hour in advance so you can figure it out in the hour. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Hey, bud, I love you, and I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, whatever. You say that <laughs> to all your... Bye. See you, bud. I'm letting uh, you hang up. That was the always intriguing Mike Myers, Radio Hope, 9 a.m. Eastern. And uh, now, now I'm going to actually play, as I promised, Ball of Confusion, because clearly we're in that time. And so uh, let me see what I got here. Enjoy this. My guest next is Kevin D. Miller Puolski. People moving out, people moving in. Why? Because of the color of the skin. Run, run. But you sure can't hide An eye for an eye A tooth for a tooth Vote for me and I'll set you free Rap on, brother Rap on well, The only person talking about love And brother is the preacher And it seems Nobody's interested in learning But the teacher Cities are flame in the summertime. No.
guest on uh, Keep It Real is Mr. Kevin D. Miller-Pawalski. Kevin, it's been a while. Good to finally see you again. Yeah, it's good talking to you, Alex. I always enjoy our conversations, and uh, thanks for having me back. Well, I've got to salute you guys. Oh, my pleasure. I've got to salute your our Air Force for doing their big um, flyover tonight, today, earlier, uh, you know, representing and, and tributing to new, paying tribute to New York City. So thank you guys for doing that. Yeah, that had to be awesome to to watch. Awesome display. I know uh, every time we uh, watch the, you know, the, the the Air Force pilots and the Navy pilots come through, man, it's it's quite a see. It gives you chills just watching them. And I know the next question is going to be, well, if they could do that, why can't we do like a, a, a Jones Beach day, you know, where they do the whole air show? That's going to be the next big yeah. thing to see if they can yeah. do it. <laughs> Yeah, no, that would be cool. Very, very cool. Uh, how about you guys? Any any plans being set out for Memorial Day, or is it still kind of locked down central by you? Well, they're from what they're saying is as things are going to start really, uh, things are going to open up on May fifteenth, which is still kind of, you know, I, I don't know, kind of a little, little ways off. Things are open up a little bit. There's a few beaches that are open here. They, um, I think they're kind of close off some of the parking to make people walk farther to try to discourage them but but a lot of the beaches are open now and people are just tired they just want out and they want to get some sun and and be done with this uh, lockdown you mentioned that the other day how about you guys have you been kind of staying in still or are you getting out and getting well, some air at least we've been staying in uh, pretty much you know we pretty much been staying in um california when you go out you have to have a mask they won't let you in anywhere uh store any place you go into they'll ask you to leave if you don't have a mask so we've pretty much stayed around the house and so we're getting pretty um antsy a little oh, bit of cabin bet. fever, yeah. Especially my teenage girls—they're they're, they're like bouncing off the walls, wanting to get out and and do stuff. Well, right. Tell us a little bit about them because I know they've been—they kind of had like career development stopped by Corona, right? Yeah, I mean everything slowed down. I mean they were here. I mean they're in public school. Um, my 18-year-old's a senior, and her graduation's now canceled. Her prom was canceled. It's a real disappointing year. I feel so bad for the class of 2020 because they're going to be remembered as the the Corona class, the class mm. that didn't walk. I mean the only class in history that didn't walk and get their diploma. It's it's heartbreaking. I don't even know if they got their cap and gown. To be quite frank with you, I don't even know that. Yeah, actually, uh, my daughter just went today and got her cap and gown. So she was trying it on at home. And, you know, she took a few pictures with her friends, you know, while they were out and made some, you know, TikToks and, and stuff. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Well, so how is that? How is that trying to keep her safe but also letting her have the social life? What's it, that like? It's it's tough, you know. And I have an eighth grader, too, who's missed out on a lot. Um, she She does choir and... And uh, they got they had a trip to Disney that was canceled that she was very disappointed with. And both of them are actors, you know, so acting kind of took a, a slow for a little bit. They've been doing some auditions, self-tape video type of auditions. But it's getting to where, you know, she's like, can I go to the beach, you know, like with my friends like this weekend or something? And we're like, you know what? Um, yeah, because some of them are open. You know, why not? Mm. You know? Well, that's good. And I mean... I just say wear the mask if you need to. That's kind of like how yeah. I feel about that. Well, yeah, and I and I yeah, and I have faith in people to be smart enough to know if if you're vulnerable to for this thing, wear a mask or stay home, you know, but you know, if you're young and healthy and you know, if or you know, if you already had the the virus, you know, I mean, it's it's getting to the point where it's it's time to to start opening things back up. Well, I've got to ask you this um because 1920 
that mm-hmm. was when the flu was in. So how did your right. grandfather survive? How did Stanley Pulaski survive the Spanish flu? You know, um, good question. And I, I really do not know the answer to that. O- only thing I do know is um, they survived it somehow. Somehow it, it didn't hit them uh, because he, he never, unless it was something that, that hit them and he didn't talk about. Because again, my grandfather was a man who had a lot of secrets and, and kept them to himself. But but he never mentioned um, he never mentioned the flu. You know, they they back in the twenties there was a lot of other diseases like dysentery and, and cholera and TB and also like I think if T- I'm not yeah mistaken. TB mm-hmm. yeah they they uh, I know my great grandparents lost uh, several children to that you know to diseases oh as God. well. Mm-hmm. Well, so let me you've written the heart of steel. You're actually it's it's just evolving by the day. You've got a yeah. movie possibility coming up. I don't know if that was halted by Corona or not probably it's, was it's still in motion because right now it's the screenplay is being written so there's no stopping that our, our wonderful screen uh screenplay uh, our screenwriter uh ty de martino who's uh, done quite a few um good movies and stuff he's a pretty reputable uh, screenwriter good guy real good guy um he's been working on it he sent uh, an outline a couple weeks ago that the production company myself took a look at and we gave him our inputs and and feedback and now he's back working on the first draft of the screenplay. So he'll finish that. He'll send us the first draft. We'll do, you know, we'll do a, a, another session of, of looking at things over and giving him input. He'll write the final uh, version. And then we start pitching that and the book along with the book to investors to get uh, get this thing rolling. Well, let's uh, let's talk about the book because now you're going to have a big signing tomorrow like an e-sign or a virtual sign uh on on wednesday tell us what what we can do to be part of that um actually alex yeah my I, the uh the signing actually got moved i actually did it this morning it, uh, it, okay it due to scheduling conflicts but it is up on on facebook um the recordings up there with all the information uh you can uh just find me on facebook if you go to hardeststeelbook.com all my social media is at the top of the page and just click on Facebook and find me, uh, friend me, um, and cool. uh, it's up there. And it's also going to be on Zoom, and it's it's also going to be um, out there. Uh, Headline uh, Publisher Inc. is the uh, the publishing company that did this for me, and they're put, pushing it out there. Well, is this like your second time? How many how many e signings have you done, and can we expect more in the future? This is the first one, and it was really cool. Um, yeah, I'd like to do some more in the future there because basically we just talked about, you know, like we're doing right here, talked about the book and went over, you know, different aspects of it and, and directed people to the website. And the, on the website, you you not only can order, you know, off the links for Barnes & Noble and Amazon, but there's also a PayPal button if you want an autographed copy to, uh, you know, go up and order an autographed copy. That's so cool. By the way, did they have Q&A with you today as well on the east side or how did that go? Yeah, yeah, they did. I mean, they, we um yeah, we just sat and chatted and um, you know, just talked about the book and talked about uh, coronavirus a little bit and talked about uh, just a little bit of everything there. And uh and and the progress of the book and how things are going along and stuff. Those are a good interview. I know that the the times are changing, but I got to be honest. I'm just uh, I'm glad we got you on anyway, just to recap it and and say, hey, you're being active during this thing, and that's important. Mm-hmm. There is a message that nobody's active, that everybody's kind of inside. But no, we're doing things technologically. Look at this, we're right. skyping, you know. Right, right. And that 
that that's good to see that you're still active with it. Yeah, no, you got to stay busy. Yeah, and and they asked me about the next book. I I've actually finished the second book um, two nights ago. It's it's ready to go through editing. I'm doing some self editing right now to get it to a point where I just you know can't edit it any further, and then I'm going to turn it over to a professional editor. And uh, can you we'll... give me some inspiration because I'm trying to write my book yes. and it's kind of like mm -hmm. I don't. I find myself scrolling and trying to get radio together more than writing my own life stories. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm trying to figure that out. <laughs> yeah. I'll try and figure out how to put your story together and how to write it and get the motivation to write it every day. Oh like, gosh. Yeah. It, it, it is tough because you, you go through uh, phases where sometimes you just don't feel like sitting down. You're just not in the mood. And, and that really stifles your creativity a little bit. So you kind of want to find those, uh, hours of the day where you feel your creativity and then and just sit down and, and go for as long as you can. You know, once you get tired and worn out, it's time to just kind of put it down and step away and, and go back to it, you know, when you're when you're motivated again. Because I think motivation is real important, too, because you just um, you need to be inspired and motivated while you're sitting there writing because you'll you'll write better and it, it flows better. Talking with Kevin D. Miller, Pawalski and um the Pawalski, I mean, it, this whole story, it it just gets better every time we tell it. So of the few recordings we've done, any stories that we haven't heard from you in the book that, that we shouldn't we shouldn't miss? Um, I think we've covered it pretty well, Alex. I mean, it's it's a it's a great story. It's an interesting story. I mean, some I get a lot of readers who say they have to remind themselves that that this really happened to somebody. And, uh, you know, that they, they have to re remember this is a true story because it's so it's that incredible. And uh, and it's an inspiring story. I mean, it's something that if you get out there and, and pick this book up, I, I promise you, as the author, you're going to cry. You're going to laugh and you're going to live the story through the eyes of Stanley, because I, I wrote it. It's a even though it's a, a bio memoir, I've written it as a novel. You know, it reads like a novel. It's fast paced. It's cinematic. You know, you feel like you're watching it at the movies as you're as you're going along on his life adventure. I never asked you this. Have mm -hmm. Polish outlets picked up on your story? That's kind of that, that's what I'm yeah. wondering. Yeah, there's a couple um, uh, American Polish magazine. There's two magazines and, and those and actually all all the media um, are a lot of the media that I've uh, uh, been interviewed and stuff. Why I try to put that up on the website. I'm kind of sometimes I get lazy and, you know, it's kind of like the cobblers, you know, kids have no shoes. I'm a web developer, but sometimes yeah. I neglect my own stuff, you know, so I've got a few more to put up. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's a couple Polish magazines that actually were interested. There was actually a guy, I think, from American Polish magazine whose name was Roger Puhalski. Mm. And, and we don't know if it's a relationship or not, but it was intrigued by it. And he read the story and he did a, a, a review of the story on, on his magazine. <laughs> very cool. And so, yeah, the Polish community seems very interested. There's been some groups on, on Facebook that I've joined that are Polish or, you know, Polish genealogy. And I'll mention it to them. And, and they're, they seem to be fascinated with the story. Well, you know, New York City also has a Polish community. Mm. In fact, they do the mm. Polish parade every year. So I don't know if you can, yeah. if you want my help linking up. But we oh, can yeah. Find some resources here in New York, too. Yeah. If you want to try that. I'd love to tap into that, you know, because it's, it's interesting to me because I've learned more about Polish uh, culture, you know, the more I, I talk to folks who yeah, are I'm uh, sure. Polish. Yeah, and I've learned a lot and just researching, you know, all the cultures and the, and the traditions and such. And different things. Um, 
And then, uh, yeah, no, I would, I would love to tap into that uh, market. And I think that that group would really enjoy, you know, the story in the book. Well, oh, I'm sure they would because, you know, we march up or they march up Sixth Avenue every year. I hope they do it this year too, but it's, 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 a, it's a standing tradition here. So yeah. we should definitely link that up now. Okay. So this, this, this virus is happening. Mm-hmm. I've got a couple of questions military wise, as we've talked about before, yeah. but, um, have you been now researching that time even more so with the whole, yeah, there's a connection to that time with the Spanish flu. Yeah, no, it's interesting. Yeah, I have kind of read a little bit up on it now because, I mean, that flu hit uh, much harder. I mean, the, the numbers were far worse and, and, and the, the, the uh, I think the uh, antibodies and the resistance to it was much less. I mean, that flu was devastating. Not not that this not that this coronavirus isn't damaging. It's very damaging. Right. Um, but you know, um, you know, I don't know. And as we see things develop here with the corona as well, we're we're learning that there's a whole lot more cases than previously thought. Because like I like I mentioned, I don't know if I mentioned this to you yet, but I, I, I'm 99.9% sure I had this virus back in November, December. My wife did and my daughter did. One of my daughters um, had the same symptoms, had the exact same symptoms. The lung went into our chest, the dry cough. Oh. Uh, my wife almost had to take her to the ER because she couldn't breathe and she was so lethargic. And this was like probably in December, you know, before all this came out. Well, now there's there's lots, there's thousands of other people who are saying the same thing that I am. And as they're testing for antibodies, they're finding that a whole lot more people have had this um, disease, which means that the death rate drops as well. As, as the numbers of people who had it increase, the death rate, I think, now is like 0.1%. Right which, right, which makes it like a bad flu, you know. I mean, it's it's a bad thing, and it's and you know, like I say, one person lost is is one too many. Um, but then but, we're seeing. I mean, I mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like it's sort of a, an offense to those who did survive yeah. the Vietnam War. We're seeing oh, the numbers say say, yeah. "Wow, this is more than the Vietnam War." I mean, this is yeah. almost appalling that they're saying that, isn't it? Yeah, it's appalling. It's appalling because I like learning your history. And I don't know what numbers they're referring to. If you're referring to the numbers of Americans who've been killed by the, I mean, there was like, what, 63,000 American soldiers that died in Vietnam. I might have to check that number, but it's somewhere around there. And and what's the coronavirus up to now? 20,000 in America? I'm looking at at it now. Hold on. Because the NPR did this article today about this, Mm, and mm -hmm. it just struck me like that's a headline on on a CNN. Are you right? Well, this yeah, that doesn't surprise me for CNN. I mean, it's like you're counting the numbers from other countries. You know, they're they're you know, how do you compare that to American soldiers? That's like apples and oranges. And I I I, I agree that it's a war. Let's not be kidding ourselves. This is a war against the virus, but this is getting a little out of hand when you compare it to that. Yeah, yeah, I, I would say so. So here's what they said. And and by the way, Johns Hopkins is a very respectable Mm. university, which is why I'm surprised Mm. they're actually saying this. They say it reached 58,365 here in America. Oh, here in America. Okay, so it's approaching. It's approaching the 6,300 or 63,000 soldiers that died in Vietnam. But um, but yeah, I I don't understand. the. Well, they say that they lost... um, 58,220 Americans died over two decades right. in Vietnam. I'm right. not sure those numbers. I don't know. Right. Um, and 
and let's see, in this past year, 283, um, 287,000 uh, infants have died for, um, you know, abortion, you know. But well, I mean, there's a lot of, exactly. Mm-hmm. Hey, let, let me ask you this. I mean, does does the corona come up in a lot of your podcast interviews, or do they kind of, how, how's that been during this time? It, uh, it does sometimes. I mean, it did today, you know. Um, uh, the uh, gentleman that interviewed me is actually my PR guy, Burke Allen. He's a great guy. He's a very, very uh, experienced uh, broadcast guy and, and a good, he's out of D.C. Um, but yeah, he asked me about, you know, the, the corona and, and and my statement that I felt that, that we had it in our house back in, in December time. So we talked about that a little bit. Well, it's important too because if you have a story of sort of survival, then you should spread that story on, you know? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if you say that, it could inspire people. Yeah, maybe I had it. Maybe I should get tested, this, that, and the other. Yeah, no, I do. I actually want to, I actually sent an email to the, uh, when I saw on the news, they had a, a website that uh, for the government that you can request a blood test to test you for the antibodies. I, I, I'm more than willing to have my antibodies tested, and I know my wife would too, to see if we had it. And, you know, and, and like my brother is a nurse, and one of the things he says is you can, you know, you can give some of these patients blood transfusion. Someone who had the, has the antibodies, you know, they're kind of experimenting with now, or they're just giving them drug, blood transfusion and letting those antibodies then, you know, cure them. So I'd love to have that test done. I'm just kind of waiting. Well, did, I'm just you see, kind of, mm-hmm, did you see the cool story? The Hanks are donating their blood to, yeah. to, to fight the virus. And that's yeah. very cool. Yeah, yeah. If you got the antibodies, why not? You know, if I, if I can confirm, you know, we, you know, we give blood. My wife's, a, like I said, a retired uh, uh, highway patrolman out of Arizona. And I spent, you know, 14 years at the city of Peoria and stuff. But, but we, you know, we've given blood in our past and stuff. But I, I would definitely do that, you know, if we can get the the uh, antibody test and show that we are positive for that, I would, you know, we'll be more than glad to donate blood and, and try to help that cause because that, that way maybe we can get prepared for the, if there's another wave in the fall, it would be nice to have a nice stock of blood with antibodies in it, you know, for uh, the serious patients that, that need it. Now I, I mentioned, and you mentioned how you were in the military. Mm-hmm. Um, they were expecting the pandemic of this sorts back then. Were they, what was their preparation like back then? You know, they, um, when I was in the military, they really didn't uh, talk about uh, a pandemic or what we would do or the preparation. I think this took everybody by surprise. I mean, it took the, the U.S. government by surprise. I mean, we didn't really, we really weren't prepared for this. And it's easy for people to sit back and, you know, and criticize and be kind of a, you know, you armchair know, quarterback. Arm, armchair quarterback, exactly. And, and, and make the calls. I would have done this. I'd have done that. Well, you know, we're, we're in uncharted territory here, so decisions have to be made by someone who has not afraid to make a decision, you know, and, and move forward with it. But they, they really didn't discuss that too much in the military. I mean, in the military, you just kind of walk through, you got your your shot, your tetanus, or your your vaccinations, you know, just all the time. They just kind of walk you through like a cattle line, and they had, uh, you know, the the guns on e- either side of your arm. They just hit you with all these vaccinations, you know, whatever, whenever you need it, you know. How did so. you feel after them? So I had one time where I got shot with four different things in mm-hmm. in one shot, and I got knocked out the rest of the day. Yeah, I don't know it, if you ever felt like that, but yeah, no, no, it, it made us sick. Even as a young man, I mean, I was pretty young in the military. It uh, it knocked me out a little bit, and. And it always seemed to me like whenever I got a, you know, when they made us get the flu shot, I always ended up with the flu, you know, and the doctors there would say, no, no, you did the, the, the vaccination didn't give you that. I said, well, it's kind of strange because every time I get one, I seem to get that. And I haven't had a flu shot 
um, in years, and I haven't had the flu basically until just recently the coronavirus. But uh, but I but I'm I'm a health nut, you know, and I'm I'm big on vitamins, and you know I don't smoke, I don't really drink, you know, and and my secret is organic tart cherry juice. I used to start okay. drinking that back when I was really bodybuilding heavily. And because it has an aspirin effect, but the effect I really noticed was it was boosting my immune system, like through the roof to where I, I didn't get sick. I, the, the, you know, the five years I drank it, I never once got sick. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, it's got, um, you know, so many, you know, good, uh, you know, good things in it that, well, uh, you know, I, I love talking about Stanley Pawlowski, but I've got to I've got to stick with this conversation sure. about vaccines because I'm very curious now. When Bill Gates is promoting a vaccine, I'm very wary of that, and I'm uh -huh. not anti-vax. But when someone right. like that promotes that, yeah, I don't want a vaccine coming from what his money's doing. I want a vaccine from an actual scientist. Yeah, I think that's a legitimate concern. You know, I, I, yeah. Who who was Bill Gates to to make those? And why did he retire just months yeah. before this happened? It's right. Yeah, it, it is strange. I mean, it's, it's it's it does. It makes you kind of think, kind of go, hmm. You know, what's going on there? You know, Bill, and why Bill, are they giving him TV time? Right. So I wanted mm -hmm. your thoughts on all of that. Actually, it it kind of bothers me too. I'm I'm like you, Alex. It I, it kind of raises a flag, you know, with me. And it's you can't really put your finger on it. But yeah, why is this guy who invite invented windows you know he was nobody before he came up with the idea for windows and and then became a billionaire now all of a sudden he's an expert on on viruses and you know he became a scientist I, see that's the problem i have that's the problem i have with with folks like that and the problem i have with like celebrities it's like you know what because you did a movie and you're an actor all of a sudden you're qualified to discuss politics and and science and all this other stuff that you know nothing about you know uh, it's like, and that's why I love what you're doing because you're not going to Hollywood for the big stars. You're using your, you're gonna have your own kids in the movie. That's incredible. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and they're really good actors, Alex. I mean, they're they're professional SAG-AFTRA actors, and they've been doing this for about six or seven years. So, it's not, you know, it's not really so much that Dad's getting you a role here because they they they're very qualified. I, I asked them if they would please be sure. in the movie. Mm -hmm. But I love that they, that you're going in house and not like mm -hmm. some celebrity hotshot who thinks they're bigger than tomorrow. You know, it's like yeah. I'm glad you're not doing that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, and and you know, you know, and we'll see. And it depends on our budget too. Depends on the budget we get. You know, uh, if we if we go after a big Hollywood hotshot. But there's what do you think? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Go, no, go right. for it. No, I said there, and there's there's good people out there. I'm, I, I mean, I I'm knocking Hollywood and stuff, but there's there's uh, an awful lot of really good you know people in Hollywood as well too. You know, I mean, we have the ones that stand out that kind of you know say some silly things sometimes. There are things I don't agree with, and that's okay. You can say we can disagree. That's that's always my point. You know, it's it's okay to disagree. You know, to have a difference of opinion, um, but there are good people too. You know, a lot of people, good people we've worked with. Kevin D. Miller Pawlowski is who I'm talking with, and and while we're on the subject, I mean, personally, with all the changes going on, how are you going to do your day to day life after all this is done? I mean, movies may not be in existence after this. I don't know. Movie theaters, I should say. Uh, yeah, I think it will. I, I mean, I don't know. I might be wrong, but I think things are going to go back. People, I think, are are kind of fed up with it now. I mean, people are willing to do the people are willing to do what they need to do. You know. And, and and sacrifice. You know, every everyone Americans are very good at that. But when you get them to a point where they're like, 
why are we still doing this? You know, mm -hmm. th then people are going to do their what they have the right to do, and that's to protest or, you know, say, wait a minute, you know, you're stomping all over my constitutional rights. You know, I have uh, rights here. Um, but I think it'll get back to normal. I think it's going to, I think it'll change the world, you know, forever because people, I think, are going to be a little bit more paranoid and there might be, mm -hmm. you know, more masks. It may be a good thing that people are washing their hands more. You know, it may help yep. in the long run because I think people are going to be more conscientious of their, uh, you know, uh, you know, their sanitary practices and, and hygiene and et cetera. Well, I can't not ask you this before the interview's up. Uh, what would Stanley Pawlowski say during this whole crazy time? Yeah, you know, he would uh, uh, he would do what he would do what needed to be done to protect his family. You know, if he felt that uh, that you know it was a threat, and you know, and, and, it, and it it was a threat while it was active. You know, he would he would keep everybody inside and do the things that we need to do, and then and then when you know when it, it's time to go back to life, he would be pushing the let, let's get back to, to normalcy here and 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 put everything back in place you know well talk about that for a minute because in the when he goes back to the uh orphanage mm -hmm. he kind of has them in place until the time was right didn't he yeah he did yeah i know he he timed that out i mean he planned it out you know real well i mean his first attempt was a, a pretty big failure there but but he didn't get discouraged you know he just he kept at it he was very uh you know, persistent in, in what he needed to do. You know, it's like you got, uh, you know, somebody, what, what is that saying? Somebody fighting for their family is, is worth a hundred people fighting for money. You know, mm, mm -hmm. you know, a soldier that fights for his family is worth a hundred soldiers that are fighting for, you know, as mercenaries and he is fighting for his family. So there's nothing that he wouldn't do, you know, to protect them and, and to make sure they're safe. And yeah, that's, and that's what it's all about. That's family, man. You watch out for each other. As someone who loves America, how do you, how do you just see like even the military has kind of been downgraded. You know, they've been kind of put down during this whole thing, haven't mm -hmm. they? I think they have anyway by saying, yeah. "Oh, we should fund the military." I don't know. I mean, what is what's yeah, no. your hope at, yeah. with all I this? I don't like hearing not fund the military. I mean, that, those those young men and women that are out there serving this country and, and sacrificing their lives and stuff is the reason why we have the freedoms we have. I, I know that's, you know, that might sound trite or cliche, but it, it's it's true. I mean, they, they are these young people are sacrificing themselves and and putting their lives on the line, you know, to protect us and keep our freedoms and give us the right to disagree and protest and do all these things. So. I don't think you want to defund it because this world is a scary place and we're learning now just what an enemy China is. You know, China's mm. really, you know, they, they're, they're, days are, um, they're going to have some troubled times ahead now because they've I'm kind, kind of, of excited for that time. Yeah. They've kind troubled, of, re you know, yeah, they've revealed themselves, you know, that they've shown who they are and what they believe and what they're willing to do, you know, so that's going and to no change one... the no one was worried about them when they tried to buy the Chicago Stock Exchange, which really right. was like, hello, they tried to do right. that. What's Why is anybody not happy with that? You know? Right. Exactly. Now it's like, you know, now, now we know where they are. They've, you know, the, the, the veil came down. We see you, China. We see who you are, you know, and what your intentions are. And in a way, we're seeing a lot of our politicians, aren't we? I mean, this is kind of what it's also showing. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, the, the politicians who have, you know, their their hands in China's pockets, you know, I mean, you know, there's there's a lot of them. There's a lot of news, you know, stations that have, you know, China's interest in mind and, and sport, you know, sports and stuff. And it's like it's it's time to reevaluate that relationship, you know. Well, and I I, I don't want to wish anybody to have this, but I do say it was kind of karma that the NBA had gotten it the first wave because they were the ones supporting china don't mm. don't say anything against them you know and that was like how fitting yeah. is that ending to that season yeah i mean it's uh you know it's it's karma you know <laughs> like they say well um, and i also love that a lot of military who come on radio shows and do different things are like yes we need hazard pay which mm -hmm. hasn't been bought out yet like they haven't agreed to hazard pay which blows my mind yeah right yeah, it's it's kind of interesting that uh, they don't have the hazard pay because, like I said, they 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 risk it all. You know, they risk everything on the front lines of the, you know, doctors, yeah. ERs and all that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And my brother is out there. I mean, he's he's been out there fighting. He's been he comes back and forth between Arizona and California um, and, mm. you know, as a travel nurse. And he's been right right there, man. He's had the gear on the face mask and the smocks and, the you know, been right in there with the covid patients. And, uh, you know, risking his risking himself, you know, trying to help people. But when you start to see the numbers go down, that gives us a lot of hope. And yeah. that also needs to be sent yeah. out, you know, talked about. So. Oh, sure. And they're going to go down. I mean, that's it's like any virus they, they, they've been saying all along. And I've said all along, as soon as the weather heats up, you know, those those viruses tend to die out. You know, not not claiming that I'm a scientist either, but... Right. But I read a lot, and I'm listening to the science and the and the doctors who say you know say these things, and it seems to be the case right now. I mean, it's warm here in California. It's very warm in Arizona, and I think that the the viruses are dying. It's dying out now. The cases are dropping like drastically. Well, Kevin, I'm so glad we got to reconnect. It was so funny how that happened. But then you're like, yeah, I got a signing. Let's talk about it. Oh, well, sure. here we are. So yeah, that was, yeah. That was perfect timing. Mm -hmm. And uh, remind us where we can all get the book and where we can continue to follow your journey. Absolutely. Yeah. If you go to my website, heartofsteelbook.com, um, you can, like I said, all my social media is up there. There's a lot of information up there about the book and the story, and there's links to Amazon and Barnes and Noble, and also a link where you can purchase a, an autographed copy. It makes a great gift. If you got someone who's a reader that loves a great story, um, that most of my readers, they, they love the story so much they can't put it down and they read it in about a day or two because they just can't put it down. I had a lady that I sent it to in Texas who, who, who texted me at three in the morning saying, I just finished your book and I got to go to work and I'm, as soon as I compose myself. So it's a, it makes a good gift to us, but it's a good story. So so please reach out to me. I mean, my like I said, well, that is that is a here. great point because it is Mother's Day. And what a story yeah. about about his mom. Right. I mean, that, right. that courage she had. Yeah, it's a family story. It's a it's a story about family love and perseverance and, and a young man's love for his family that he just perseveres through the most unbelievable odds. And and he and it has a happy ending. He he has a he finds the love of his life and and marries her and 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 you know, it's so you know, though it's got a little bit of everything. It's got a murder mystery in it. Um, it's got family drama. It's got a, a beautiful love story uh, and you know, a little bit of something for everybody. And Kevin, you've definitely put your own, you know, taste into it with the writing. I mean, I'm very impressed with that every time oh, I read thank it. You. So thank it's you. like grip. It is gripping. So I'm glad that people are getting this left and right. So come back and let me know. Let us know what else is going on. And we will talk to you soon.
Absolutely. Thank you so much, Alex. God bless. You got it. I'm Alex Garrett. Keeping it real. We'll continue tomorrow. Very cool. So this is going to air tomorrow.